Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 615. It's all there. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Mark, aka Wingman709, and with me, as always, is my good buddy, Bron. Hello, hello, BJ Swick33. And mother good buddy, Rob. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Rob, also known as Presire. Uh, we are not affiliated with Microsoft or the Xbox in any way. This is a show being done by fans for fans of the Microsoft Xbox. Views and opinions expressed in the show do not necessarily reflect those of Microsoft. So um, we mentioned on our last show, TXL Game Pass Game of the Month for July 2021 is Gang Beasts. Guys, did you did you guys try this game? I have not yet. Not yet no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what the heck is up with this thing. I think it's horrible. Um, I think it's terrible. But <laughs> I uh, it's, yeah, it's like uh, it's like one of those crazy, like almost like party games. You got to play with other people, you know. I think. I guess, but I, yeah, I was trying to play this online, and like I couldn't figure out how to do anything. And you're just—I felt like I was like a wavy tube man, kind of running yep. around. Yep. And yep. yeah, it's just like. People it's meant were, to be like impossible to control. That's yeah, part of it, the stuff. <laughs> I get that. I was just like, "What the heck?" So, no, you might didn't. have to. No, might have to like, do this. You're like, I can't play this game. I don't know what's going on. Okay, I just I'm got old. a new. T- That's I just got a, I just got a new topic for my rant, and it's called Rob. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that, so, so what you're saying is, for the month of July, is Tropico Six? No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it'll be Gang Beast, but yeah. So uh, we posted the thread in the Facebook group. Feel free to share your comments on the game um, and uh, let us know what you think. So, um, Rob, did you get a chance to play anything this week? Uh, no, I did not. What, in the two days since the recording? Three days, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The, cra- the craziness continues. So no gaming for me. And uh, I think I've even gotten the, like a bunch of battle passes and not battle pass, like season passes, whatever and stuff. And uh, they're all going to waste. Oh, <laughs> being an adult yeah. sucks. Yeah. Adulting is not always fun. No. no. How about you, Bron? Did you get anything in this week? Uh, I get some more apex in. So, I'm we're in it's season nine. There's like a couple weeks left. I'm in I am level ninety nine on the battle pass. So I bought the battle pass this season, started at level one, and so I got one more level to one hundred, and then they have like an extra one at one ten. So there's nothing between one hundred and one ten other than you just have to get up to it. So yeah. I'll be working. I'll be working toward that. But then obviously the next week F1. 2021 starts so i'm very excited to play that next week so next thursday you'll hear me say f1 2021 <laughs> so. um but mentioning battle pass i don't think we've mentioned this i'm gonna go in fact let me let me add this as a topic the, i want to talk about the upcoming halo approach to the battle pass uh, and if you guys are not familiar with it, I will explain it to you. But all right. Okay. Was that all that you played was Apex? Yeah, that that was it. Just a few days. So yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, I did try Gang Beasts. 
Um, I did playing. I oh man, this really should go into a freaking rage rant. <laughs> but Dar- Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. This is a game. It's like I want to love this game. Yeah, I want to like this game. There's a lot there that I like, but it's so infuriating at the same time for so many things that it's like a real love hate relationship at the moment. Um, and, uh, I've, I still trying to play that game. Supposedly they are coming out with a patch or they did. I haven't seen anything different. Um, but, uh, I am hoping it, it hits the console soon. Um, or if they, if it did, I haven't seen a darn thing change. Um, so that that's just if and if anyone does want to play, I would like to play this in co-op. And I try to go in and play with other people, and it's like I'll get in and I just get dropped. Either they're kicking me out because they want a private party or or whatnot. Um, so then I'll go in and I just create my own, and then you just sit there and wait for hopefully somebody to jump in and play. Um I just rather talk play with people I know. So if anyone's playing this and wants to do some co-op, hit me up. Um, the other thing is I um, I finally broke down and picked up Biomutant. And that is a very strange game. It, there's a lot going on there, and it's like, I feel like I'm lost. It's one of those, like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm I'm... I'm not sure if I like this game or not yet. Um, I did play quite a bit of it the other day. Um, and I was going to go back to it like today, but I ended up going back to dark Alliance. Did, did uh, you ever like uh, get through the whole like tutorial thing where you actually like remember what the different moves are or are you just button mashing? I, those there's so many different moves. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because I was playing Dark Alliance today and I was like, no, I hit XXY to do my move. And it's like, no, that's in Biomutant. <laughs> so it's like I kept I kept like kept doing the wrong thing because I was doing the and I was wrong like, game. Thinking, like, I'm supposed to do that. Yeah. And it was the wrong game. And I was like, oh, come on, Mark. You're such a dummy. So um, there are a lot of moves in that one. And, and it's just like how in Dark Alliance is the same thing. Like you keep undoing these moves, but at least in Biomutant, if you're doing the combos, they work. Um, but it doesn't seem to like Dark Alliance does things you don't want it to do. Um, like I'll pull my left trigger back to pull a bow back and it just or to pull an arrow back and it just shoots it. It's like, no, I'm 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 wanting to to hold it. Um, so you pull that back to like get into your, you know. Just like zoom in, then you hold the right trigger to pull your bow back and hold on to it um, and let it build up and then release it. And it's like, I'm trying to do that. It's like, I'll push the left trigger and it just shoots. It's like, it's not supposed to do that. <laughs> Why are you doing this? It's just, uh, so I've got that going against me. And then, yeah, trying to fig- remember which moves do what, which buttons do what in both those games. So, um, Biomutant's not as frustrating as Dark Alliance is. Um, but it also feels, I think Biomutant feels a little like there's 
there's there's not enough to so there's a lot going on but at the same time like when you're going between point to point there so far there's like nothing to do it's in yeah. seems incomplete and empty basically yeah i, I feel like yeah. i'm walking around in an empty world um yeah and that's really strange and then like you've got these zones it's like like where i'm supposed to go next i can't and i don't know why like I, there's um so I met this guy and I'm supposed to go down, go down like under this tunnel, but then there's all this black goop and you just fall into it and die. Like there's not a way around it, but you're supposed to somehow get across it. And I don't, I don't know, like I have no clue how I'm supposed to do that. I don't know if I've got to go do other stuff and get something that's going to allow me to do it. I I don't know. There's a game really, I feel like it's one of those that, there's so much that they need to tell you, but they leave a lot out. Right. So you got to kind of figure it out as you go along. But, um, and again, I'm old and dumb and slow, so it's probably more on my end, but, um, it, it, it's kind of, it's, you know, what I've done of it so far, it's kind of fun. Um, but, uh, so that's what I've been doing this week. So, yeah, it seems like it's, uh, it's got potential. Right, yes. And, it's and a gorgeous-looking game. And for me, too, the um, conversations are maddening. Oh, yes. I, I freaking hate them so much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like playing Charlie yeah. Brown the game or something. Yeah. If Okay, I get it. You don't want to pay voice actors. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, but anyways, it's a gorgeous looking game. Um, I think again, like you said, does have potential, and uh, I'll keep playing through it, letting you guys know. So right now, those are my two games. I think that's going to be my two games mainly until the end of the month uh, when the Ascent comes out, and also uh, Flight Simulator. But the Ascent is that's on my radar. That's my next one. So. What was that July twenty eighth or something? Twenty yeah, twenty seventh, twenty eighth. I think those two come out. Nice. So, yeah, actually, I did right. do Flight Simulator a little bit as well. Did another flight with uh, with Chalk One. So, cool. what's the longest flight you did so far? Uh, about like an hour distance and a half. wise, like distance wise. Uh, I think our last one was from Miami to the Cayman Islands. Oh, wow. So it's like an hour and a half, I think. So, but it takes like a couple hours because it takes you almost 20 minutes to get off the ground. We're, we're flying jumbo jets, so <laughs> it takes a while. It takes a while, so. What do you have to like taxi and then are you directed by like the control tower or something? Uh, there like you, you can do. Well, there's a whole different thing. Like you can have your in-game ATC, but you know you got people like he'll do VAT sim when he's doing his own, which is like real people doing air traffic control. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, you know, the, there's a bunch of mods, but he goes through the full checklist, makes sure everything's keyed in. You know, once we get in the air, autopilot goes on. You're flying, you know, IFR and you know, all sorts of stuff. But it, we were doing that. We're playing around with that joint cockpit thing. So it's kind of neat. Like he hits a switch and in my cockpit, it's flipping. So we're like able to share a cockpit and we're flying the same mm-hmm. flight together. So 
It's pretty neat. Is there, is there like a flight training to like learn how to do that stuff or how how to take off or or how do they handle that? So there is two flight trainings in, in, in the PC version, you have like a Cessna and then you have like a jet, like a jumbo airliner training. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of it is you're going out and you're looking, researching, like for me to learn to autopilot and, and flying the TBM 930, like I went in and learned what flight directors were, how vertical speed, you know, and how to climb. And, you know, I actually watch a pilot on YouTube. Um, he flies a TBM. Uh, and so like, I just, you just watch it so much that you start to pick up on things. Okay. And then just going through and actually, how oh, let me go check YouTube, find a, how, how to use the autopilot in the nine thirty, And then you just go and you do it. So, I mean, I was using Navigraph and, and sim brief and setting up my, you know, my flight plans, plugging in the flight plan. You know, I will take off, climb, hit autopilot plane does, you know, plane flies itself, you know, and I'll read Twitter, you know, watch YouTube while I'm flying, you know, maybe because that's essentially what you're doing. You're just kind of sitting back and, and flying. So I'm curious on how the modding and if there is modding on the Xbox version, but how, how far to go, because I'm assuming if you're playing Xbox and you're hooked up to a PC, are you going to be able to use things like fat SIM? Are you going to be able to import, you know, your, your flight plans? Do they all have to be manually entered, which is fine because, you know, you can do that. So It'll be interesting, and, and the upgrade that's update that's coming soon. There's going to be a very big performance increase. So, but you know, we, we he uses like some mods by Fly by Wire. They they made their own mod. They're modding their own plane and stuff. So it's it's fun. It's fun. It's very detailed. It's it's not a game. It it's not a game. That, that that's the thing. It's not. it's it's not. If you're looking to like have fun, like, I mean, you can go in and have fun. Like, oh, I want to fly this plane. Like there's quick and easy buttons that you can push and throttle up and take off, you know, like you're going to be able to fly the plane. And, you know, if you just want to like fly around your, it's fun to fly around your hometown. Like I flew right over the house I was staying in and you can see our football field and, and, you know, some generic buildings and stuff, but like you kind of get an idea what's there and these cities that they've, you know, really put time and detailed in, like you can get in a small plane and fly around New York city. It's really neat. Like to just to play around and do that stuff and, and getting, getting planes and fly with your friends. But, and when you're an enthusiast and you want to learn how to fly from one point to another and know what an IFR is and, and VNAV and, like when you want to know what all that stuff is and, and take an ILS approach into landing, like you kind of have to do your own research and, and figure out how to do that. But once you figure it out, you're just like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know, Oh, I have to be at this height when I hit this point and then I'll capture the glide slope. And then the plane is literally taking you to the, down to the ground and you turn off autopilot about a hundred feet off the ground or 50 feet off the ground. And, the thing darn near lanes itself. <laughs> so it's like, it's fun. I like it. Very cool. Yep. I got to check that out. Yep. And if you're checking us out on iTunes, please review and rate us five stars and uh, give us a thumbs up or rate us on any of your iPods. 
pod or your iPod. Wow. Your podcast apps of choice. All right. <laughs> you just went back to episode 10, your iPod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can check us out at this xboxlife.com send us a voicemail if you, you can go to that website click on the voicemail button on the right hand side and uh, feel free to send us a voicemail we'll put it in the show you can also email us contact at this xboxlife.com or reach out to us on the um, Facebook group All right, so I mentioned a little bit ago about the Halo Battle Pass. So, Brian, you were talking about how, and we will rob too. You've got a bunch of Battle Passes you haven't <laughs> you haven't used, um, and that's a great comment. So, uh, or a great thought into what the Halo approach is going to be for Halo Infinite. Um, yep. So, and Brian, you so all three of us are in the midst of a Battle Pass on something right now, and. Um, so, so Brian, you're about to wrap yours up now. Do you know when yours ends for Apex? Uh, yeah, it's like 20, 24 days, 25 days, I think. Okay. So that's the thing. All these battle passes, you buy them and they last for a set amount of time. And so Rob, you're, you're in the, uh, the position that you said they're kind of going to waste. You've spent money on your battle passes. That's right. Now you, once they expire, that's it. You can't get that gear, that loot, that those items anymore. They're, they're gone. Right. And so, it re- and it really sucks creating that time crunch, right? Cause yes. you might be, let's say like, uh, you know, five days out from the end and you're like just cramming, trying to get, uh, the whole thing finished. So that's very annoying also. So I think you might like Halo infinite because, what they're doing and uh, is you will still this. They're going to have a battle pass, probably very similar to what we're, what we're used to with Apex and Fortnite and some other games out there. And, uh, you know, you're going to pay your money for it and it's going to last a set amount of time and you're going to rank up and or level up and get, get the different tiers of, of items. But one thing they're doing is they want gamers to have fun. They don't want someone to feel like like what Rob said. You got to grind it out, or you're running up on, you know, the day before it expires, and you're, you got to you got to get it done. Um, their battle passes are not going to expire. Once you purchase it, you can take as long as you want to unlock those things. Now, so let's say the first season comes out, and you're halfway through it, and then season two comes out. Well, traditionally, that's it. Season one's over. You can't do it. You've lost it. It's locked up. It's gone. You got to start over, buy a new battle pass, and start with season two. Well, you can still buy that season two battle pass if you want. But say you are trying to really get to level 75 in Halo Infinite in season one, so you can buy that battle pass for season two, but you can say that your active battle pass is season one. So right. what you're leveling up and everything, you're still leveling up in that. And then you're like, oh, you know what? There's something cool on season two, level five. Okay, so I'm going to make season two my active battle pass and pause on season one for right now. And as you play, now your leveling up is gearing towards season two. And when you hit that item that you want, maybe that cool helmet 
that's at level five, then you can switch back to season one and continue working on that battle pass. And supposedly, um, you can buy a battle pass at any time. So yeah, you can buy old ones. Yeah. Yep. So like for me, when I came into Fortnite, I missed a lot of seasons. I really got into it. I think it was season eight when I really got into it. So I missed all that content before, and it would have been nice to be able to go back and, you know, especially for people who come in late to be able to go back and still, and this is going to generate more money for people, for, for Microsoft yeah. and, you know, th- was it three, four, no, yeah, three, four, three, um, because that content's always there instead of expiring. And it allows people to go back who may have got on late to the train. Um, and so like myself, it's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm really going to, I'm not jumping onto it right away. I'm not a big Halo player, but what if this game just, man, this, this, this battle pass is awesome. It's fun. What I really do, maybe I do get into the multiplayer this time, or maybe it's a year down the road before all of a sudden it's like, whoa, they did something to change it. Now I'm really hooked, you know, and I'm in now I can go back and say, all right, I'm going to buy season passes one through five or a buy one at a time and just work on it, whatever. I think that is a really cool approach to it. It it allows the community not to be kind of segmented or left out. No matter when you jump in, you still have the opportunity to earn all those things. And it gives a better revenue stream for, for Microsoft. So what do you guys think about that? Yeah. So that, that this approach here i think is huge and i think it needs to be across the board of everywhere and 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 the best part is is 343 or like let's take apex or whatever or or fortnite like they're not losing any money by offering those battle passes the past battle passes right i guess the only way you can't offer them is like if it if it's like you had to do specific things or something like that like you know, maybe they can't go all the way. Like maybe Fortnite can't go all the way back to season one. But if they tweak it and and bring in this model, they could say, okay, starting on season ten, all the way up to whatever we make it to, you could always buy those. And and it's just it's it's good money because the only other passes I really buy is is Destiny, and that's kind of because you, they kind of I don't want to say they force you, but based on how you buy the game and, and their content and stuff, you kind of do it. But theirs is like Destiny's like very straight, you know, very hard. I, I'm not going to say hard, but like you have to play Destiny all day, every day. You can't skip anything. You got to play it when they want you to play it. You don't get to play it when you want to play it. You have to play yeah. it when they want you to play it. And you have to play it in the way they want you to play it, not the way you want to have fun. And that is the worst version of a battle pass, which is why it's so hard for me to, to play right now. Like I, I started playing it and I had some fun right off the bat, but once it got to the grindy part where it's like, okay, now spend the next five weeks doing the same thing over and over and over, you know, don't skip a day. I was like, all right, I'm done. And, and that's where I, I can't spend any more money with destiny, but for Halo, like, right, if I can't play Halo for two or three weeks, I'm like, oh, my waste of my money. And, the, and their thought process is like, no, you 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 bought the Paddle Pass. It's yours. You just play it when you want to. Right. You complete it when you want to complete it. And you do it the way you want to do it. You pay for I that. Think that I, yeah, you yeah, pay for you the opportunity for to get that content, and then they take it away from you. 
Right. That and that, I don't like that. Now, the only other thing I can say is okay. What if like other games? I don't know if they do this. You'd have to tell me. But they, but they do the fear of missing out because it's like okay, we're going to make this such a fear of missing out. Like the they will want to play every day, and then that's more opportunity for us to make money, right? And the way I see Halo is just like ah, you buy the battle pass. And and you play it whenever you want to play. And if you want to give us more money, give us more money. You know, I, I really don't think they care, you know, how much money you spend, you know, with them. But I, I really do like it because the only thing I was going to say is like maybe the like level 100 in Fortnite was a skin. And after the battle pass was over in the following seasons, you could actually purchase it in the store. But I don't know if they do that like do it that way or, or maybe it's so rare. Maybe it comes back maybe once or twice, but then, but then it's like, people are like, well, I spent, you know, $10 and 400 hours to get that skin. And you just let, you know, Billy over here, buy it for $3. Like I, maybe they don't do it that way, but you buy the battle pass, you should be able to do whatever you want with it. Yeah. I really like this consumer friendly idea of this. Now I can understand why it probably won't work on a fortnight. Because they're doing like Marvel, right? They have all these licenses that they're they're doing, and those things do expire. Um, now, Fortnite didn't go that route. Like Halo, obviously, you're not going to be able to do that. It doesn't fit into that world. So everything they do is going to be unique to Halo. So they they can. They don't have to worry about licensing and stuff like that. Um, I don't want to see Rocket League cars in Halo. You know, yeah. it's just it will break the the environment uh, you know so yeah i think that's a you know games that are going to be doing licensing they can't really do this approach so i think this is a real positive and i I would like to see this come to more games and i think you probably will see it especially if it's a big success here in halo yeah you know it just takes someone doing something the first time and then everyone follows (laughs) yeah apex apex you know, once once I hit 110 on Apex, and I'll probably hit it this week, may, maybe, yeah, maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday next week, I'll probably be completely done with the Battle Pass. At that point in time, I know I'm going to go play F1, but if I didn't have F1 to go play, I would be like, okay, I'm not really tempted to play. I can take my break now. Right. From, from Apex. What? But if I could still every time I was playing, I was still ranking up something. Then I would be like, or getting stars to rank up my season eight battle pass. Then I'm always, I'm willing to jump back in and play more. So that that's where I'm coming from. Like, you know, once people are done with the battle pass, they're like, okay, yeah, I, I can, I can leave this game now and take a break. Cause you know, I don't really have, I'm not working toward anything. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't care about KDs or kills or anything like that. I have fun playing with my friends, but um, I'm also the only thing I'm wondering about the battle, their battle passes and how's it work in Fortnite? Is it just ranks? Like you just rank up, you just get XP. Yeah. Like as you play. Yeah. So in apex, you get stars. So every 10 stars you get, uh, gives you a, a level in the battle pass and, and you get a star every 5,000 XP. Yeah. That's so you how get, you well, see in Fortnite. Well, it, right. it is now again. This season okay. right now, they're doing that again. Um, one thing they've done that they've changed is so you 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 level up, but 
it's still kind of the same thing. So every time you level up, you get five stars for every level. Then you've got those five stars to use to the old way. It was like you would, as you level up, you'd unlock something, right? Or, and maybe right. they've gone back to the old way. Cause Rob said they did battle stars before. So right now it's like you can, so there's like 10 items. So there's a hundred items total. So they've got it in 10 categories. So like the first group is a group of 10 and you got to buy like seven items in there. So many items to unlock the second level. Right. Oh, okay. But you can essentially go through and start kind of picking what you want to unlock. So you're not stuck with, I have to buy, I get all, you know, you could get something you wanted at tier instead of being at tier 20, you could pick it up maybe by tier seven or level seven. Um, but there's still restrictions like to get the character, you have to unlock everything in that group. And then to unlock the next one, you got to have like so many unlocked in the previous groups. Right. But, uh, they're giving you a little bit more freedom to kind of move around, um, and get what you pick what you want. So, yeah, it, it, but the thing with the, you know, with the daily and week, so, so with apex, you have your daily and weekly challenges, and daily and weekly challenges give you stars. So play 12 rounds as one of these three characters. And once you play the 12 rounds, you get 10 stars, which is a massive jump. You know, you're not just doing one per level. You can get five stars, three stars, two stars. But but sometimes it's, you know, get 5,000 damage with a sniper rifle. And you're just like, oh, man, I don't I don't play with sniper rifles very often. And, and it gets you to play a little bit different, but... I'm not a huge fan sometimes of being forced to play a game a way that I don't want to play. And of course I just, I could just not do that, that right. You know, do that challenge, but some of them I do, but right now apex has apex legends and then ranked. And then you have your arena, which is like um CSGO type game mode where you you know you purchase your guns per each round and you do three rounds and best of three wins and i've had fun playing arena but i don't play a battle royale game to play arena if i wanted to play those games i'd play a game built for that now apex does a good job at it i just don't like that i just don't have fun i just don't want to play it right but so then when half of my challenges that I can do to earn these stars are saying do it in arenas, I get a little frustrated because I'm just like, I don't want to do arenas. So either give me a chance to get 20 stars in and battle Royale and give me a chance to get 20 stars in arena. And if I get the star and if I get 10 stars in battle Royale, then I can't get 10 stars in arena. You know what I mean? Like give me a chance to get 20 total but only 20 out of those two, but no, they say you can get up to, you know, up to 20, but we're going to spread it out and say, Oh, you can only get six this week because you don't play arena that I don't like that because I played paid for the battle pass. And I want to be able to earn my 100 by playing the game, but it's like, well, you can play the game, but you got to play it our way or else you won't get that level. And I don't, I don't care for that. So they, they, they do give you enough, but, if it was strictly battle Royale, I would had, I would have ranked up a long time ago, probably by as much time as I've put in it the last month. So I've played a lot of apex last month, but I like this idea though, with halo, I think it's, 
I think it's good. It's going to be huge. And and their battle pass contains only cosmetics. And right. Halo multiplayer is 100% free. And I, I just, it's going to be fun. Now, one thing I say I do, I will say that I do like Apex does it. And I believe, I believe most of them do this. I don't know. But in Apex, as you go along, you actually get enough credits like you get a hundred gold credits or a hundred credits and, and the battle pass is a thousand credits, right? So by level 75, like you said, 75 or 70 or something like that, you'll have a thousand credits, which then gets you enough to get the next battle pass just by purchasing. So if you play it enough, like I'm, I'm good to go for the next battle pass. I don't have to come any, nothing out of my pocket, but I play it so much. It kind of makes me say, okay, well, I'll buy a character for $10 or something like that. So it lets you kind of pick and choose like, ah, instead of paying another $10 a season for a battle pass to unlock stuff, you got your battle pass because you played enough. How about you unlock it? And then you're like, well, I'll unlock a character then, you know? And so now you're, you're still floating the money, but you know, you can earn that next battle pass. Can you do that in Fortnite or they have like the monthly, they have like a monthly subscription thing too. So yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Any thoughts, Rob? No. And it's cool that, uh, it's cool that they're changing it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, the people that like to collect things, you know, can collect everything that they missed. Yeah. But, uh, it's nice to see a little bit of change. So I guess, I guess that was a couple comments that, I retract my no comment. No comments. Yeah. yeah. It's very consumer friendly, like you said. Yeah. I, I I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the next thing that was kind of made the rounds this week was and especially for Brun really got a kick out of it's all there. The <laughs> Xbox Series X and S. <laughs> yeah. All for one. <laughs> but like, so it, it, it's, it's so funny that it's that group too. Cause in the nineties, you know, I was in high school from like 95, I graduated in 99 and I was a, you know, not like a table turn mixer DJ. I was like a wedding high school dance type DJ, you know, my buddy and I, and, and the, we've, had to play that song a thousand times, you know, cause that was one of the slow songs you would dance to. And we had to, you don't know how oh, many yeah. times I've had to play that real song. So when I heard that, it was like, you know, <laughs> I was just like, Oh, like, Oh man, what is this? And they cha- had the words were different. I'm like, okay, this is funny. But I just had flashbacks of, of high school, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> and DJing. So isn't that boys to men? All for one from the, Oh, the the song is I Swear? Yeah, I Swear, all for one. Okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, so if you didn't see it, there was like this 90s type of video um, put out by Xbox this week with those guys singing, changing the words, like like Brun said. And it was, I thought it was pretty funny, um, very humorous, gave us a good chuckle. Um, it, you know what I just realized? I, I didn't realize when I, when I saw it before. That's the same guys. It is, yeah, it's them. Yeah, yeah. It's I, all I for one. It was, yeah. 
<laughs> I remember looking at them like, man, these guys look like typical video gamers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but but man, it's it's the legit guy as well. That's uh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And it's it's also funny because there's a thing on Netflix which goes back into like R and B and stuff in the early nineties because you mentioned boys to men. I mean, boys to men were like the group. Like the groups of all, you know, the groups of all groups. They started it all. 98 degrees, backstreet boys or whatever. Like, you know, it all came from like boys to men. They were awesome. Like they had so many hits and stuff too. But um but the marketing team, whoever Somebody deserves a raise. Whoever thought this idea <laughs> and the marketing team—that's all I have to say. I thought it was hilarious. It was trending on Twitter all day long. People couldn't stop talking about it. I mean, not even across all the gaming sites, but I mean, didn't it hit like mainstream news or something too? I, I, I mean, it was like the talk. At, well, yeah, because Main Street News gets all their news from Twitter now. Um, so I wouldn't exactly. be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't on there. Uh, they don't do any reporting of their own anymore. Um, but yeah, user, it's like user hobo 97 on Twitter yeah. said I went over here and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was, it was trending and everything. And, and, and I, I'm sorry if you didn't think it was funny. I just, I, you, where's your sense of humor? I thought it was hilarious. Like most Xbox people, I think were finding it funny. Some people didn't find yeah. it funny, but I don't well, understand why you, there's always haters. There's yeah. always haters. It's whatever. Oh my it's, gosh. It's funny. And there, it's, and this wasn't the only one. Um, <laughs> I don't, so there was, um, another ad this week, uh, for game pass. And it was using, um, uh, the person is sitting there on the floor of the image where they, they're playing like on their tablet. Looks like they're playing Sea of Thieves yeah. and they're holding a PlayStation controller. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. it was this was a Twitter and the, the comments were based off of a of a um, Nickelback song photograph. And all it says, yeah, look was, at this photograph. It's one of our cloud gaming ads. Do you see what's in those hands? It's a controller from a different brand. <laughs> and yes, I can't sing it. I'm sorry. Everyone's like, no, but uh, that is so funny. Like, yeah, the marketing department, they finally got their act together. And Microsoft really is firing on all cylinders right now. Um, and it's just kind of they're having fun, you know? Yeah, it, this and this isn't even a jab at Sony. You no. know, it's, it's not, it's oh. basically, I mean, yeah. they're advertising Sony in a way, but talking about how we could just, you know, we just all come together. We can play because well, those are Bluetooth controllers, right? Yeah. 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 And, you can and, use a Sony controller to play an Xbox game. And that's the funny part is, is like when they did that one and, and like it was Xbox game pass, uh, Twitter account that like kind of post that out there. And it was trending, you know, like that's what I mean. Their marketing department's like on is just hitting home runs this week. But, you know, people were were trying to figure out they're like, you know, you don't have any games. And and it was just like they were seeing it as like an attack, you know, and and I'm going to quote somebody here. Uh, It says it says I missed I missed this when it happened last month. But did you guys see Xbox advertise Game Pass X Cloud and a big ad? 
and showed uh, showed playing on our iPad using a DualShock controller. It's kind of crazy. Like they even hold the shot for a couple seconds beginning at such and such mark. I don't know if Xbox is dunking on PlayStation or if they just really don't care. Right. And I kind of responded to this person saying, I think the point is that anyone can play anywhere with your current hardware. If you really think about it, Game Pass xCloud allows you to choose where you where you want to play. I think the only thing missing is the PlayStation and Switch. Basically, that's the only two things you can't play on Game Pass or you put Game Pass on. And then I actually kind of use my tagline I've been using. This is when it comes to Xbox exclusives, I consider them the most accessible exclusives ever. And a person said that completely makes sense to me because they don't. We've been saying this. Yeah, they don't care. You subscribe to Game Pass. They don't care what you do with it. No. Nope. Same thing like with we were just talking about Halo. Halo doesn't care if you what game, you know, you know, what battle pass you're upgrading because you've done paid for it. Yep. <laughs> they, you know what I mean? So it's it's I it's awesome. I think the last couple of things have been great. <laughs> so um, let's see. So, oh, also, I don't know if you guys heard about, uh, well, let me, let me do this one first. Um, so as good as games are looking on the Series X and S, Xbox could be implementing AI upscaling to make them look even better. Um, there's a recent job listing is suggesting that Microsoft might be re- uh, in introducing this upscaling to improve at least some of them, even further. Uh, two of the positions that appeared on their career page, one's for a senior software engineer and the other's for a principal software engineer for graphics. Both roles reference what seems to be AI upscaling with descriptions claiming that the successful candidate will implement software that incorporates machine learning algorithm algorithms for graphics. So, Brun, you're our developer on this call. You want to speak yeah. down to us and tell us what this all means? <laughs> so so have you so on the p in the pc world i mean everybody you know what who nvidia is and also amd uh, but uh nvidia has this thing called dl dlss right it's deep learning super sampling so so basically it's like making games seem like they're running at a higher fidelity but they're not that's like upscaling when it needs to it's all, it's almost like, you know, when variable frame rates came out and stuff like that, there, there's a whole, you guys would have to go like, I can't really speak to DLSS other than I know it's supposed to make, make it look like you're getting f- 4k when it's not really 4k, you know, it's, it's upsampled. Um, and when you started rattling this off, I remember hearing this because the way, the way you're reading it off there is almost like Microsoft is looking to develop their own version of DLSS. So I forget what AMD's version of that is. I can't remember the name of it. Um, FSR is what, is what Fidelity FX is what. AMD's calling their version. So both of the graphics card manufacturers are have their own. Obviously, I think NVIDIA's kind of top notch right now, of course, but um what this sounds like here is is Microsoft's trying to do it on their own. So what that would mean is 
it would be included in their box. Maybe also Windows. So no matter what card you have or this or that. So, I mean, maybe it's a simple way to where they don't have to pay for AMD's licensing of their version or uh-huh. they just want it to be better or maybe some other hardware manufacturers would want it in their consoles like the Nintendo Switch or whatever. And then all of a sudden they are licensing Microsoft tech to do it. Um, or, or maybe Sony wants to put it in their box and they would license it out. I mean, it, it's, it's just like any other software or, or tools and things like that. There's who, who owns the havoc engine? Oh, no. Oh, you, you know what? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, Oh man, who was that? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's either it's either, and it either Sony or micro or Microsoft owns it because when they bought it, it was just like ah now you're going to see you know these all these companies are going to it's just another it's just like a tool right so it's like whoever owns it doesn't matter the companies purchase licensing for it so Microsoft you know, owns oh they, they do. own it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so they own it, but you know, it's on PlayStation, Stadia, Xbox, Nintendo, Switch. It's on every platform. It's been uh, around since two thousand. So yeah, it's been around forever. It's a, phys- a physics engine. So, I mean, just like if Microsoft builds their own type of upsampling and stuff like that, and can license it out, it doesn't matter who gets it, as long as we're, we're, everybody benefits, right? So. But that's why when I read that or, or heard about that, I was like, ah, that's interesting. But they're ain't, they're not kidding around. They're they're sinking <laughs> some money and some stuff. They want to make things better, which is what I'm for. The question is, is will it be built into Windows? And if it's in Windows, do you need it in a graphics? Well, the thing about DLSS is it's hardware based. I think AMD's software based, and this would be software based. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because Windows 11, when it comes out, I remember hearing that it's going to have like a ton of stuff for gamers. So oh, yeah, it's insane. I, I would not be surprised. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. I'm very excited for it. When I started hearing all the upgrades and stuff they were putting in for it, I was like, well, that that makes me, that's, I'm excited for it. So mm-hmm. I think DLS, DLSS is. And then it's like, oh, man, got to buy another graphics card. <laughs> and upgrade again. Um, yeah, so DLSS is groundbreaking AI rendering technology that increases graphics performance using dedicated Tensor Core AI processor on GeForce RTX GPUs. So, like, it, it they use some of their cores to kind of handle it and and make the performance better. So you get more frame and like you get better FPS and stuff like that. So the way it sounds to me is that's what my Microsoft might be. I mean, it might not even be for the series X. It might be for, you know, the pro series X pro region, you know, rehash mid mid upgrade, or it might be the next console after that. But whatever, when they're talking about doing this here, all I think about is, well, we're going to get, 4k 8k 144 frames a second coming out of an xbox at some point in time so and the graphic fidelity out of that so when you're talking about gta 6 and things like that or which are like four years out 
just think of the stuff and the boundaries they're going to be pushing on these boxes. So. All good stuff. Yeah, very good. Well, what wasn't nice was this last weekend here (laughs) in the United States, we had a holiday and it seems some, uh, some people are a little upset um, because Apex Legends was hit with a pretty nasty denial of service attack. Um, players were bombarded with messages to save Titanfall um, in a response to the ongoing issues with hackers in the original game for PC. Now, while it may have been used to spread a message the, behind the scenes at Respawn, it was a different story. Uh, Ryan K. Rigney, the director of communications at Respawn, said that after the gamer, uh, after the gamer published an article in reference to it, the piece titled Congrats, Titanfall Hackers, you made a bunch of devs work on a Sunday. Um, this caught Rigney's attention, who then elaborated on how it affected him personally. He said, Nobody wants to hear devs complain when the DDoS attacks are still a problem we haven't solved. But this article is right. He also added, I was holding my newborn nephew when I found out about the Apex hack. Had to hand him back, go to work, and miss out on a day with the family. All right. Uh, the ongoing attacks in Titanfall for PC are a problem that Respawn is familiar with, but as Rigney points out, um, uh, doing the denial of service uh, uh, service attacks in particular is just a hard problem to solve. He also said that the team has never stopped working on a solution, and anti-cheat is just a never-ending war of whack-a-mole, continuing with the promise that on the DDoS front we will solve this, when we do, I promise you, it won't be because hackers made us aware by ruining a holiday. Um, while the issue is issues in Titanfall are unquestionably frustrating, hacking another game to spread awareness is not the way, especially when it affects the team behind the game who are working around the clock to fix said problem. It also diverts attention and energy away from the original issues at hand, losing precious time and coming up with a fix. Um, I agree. I just don't. This makes no sense to go after um, attack, and I just like this, and it just—I think it just shows the immaturity of the world today. You know, everybody's just a big whiny baby. I didn't get my way. I'm gonna make you suffer, and like you're not gonna. All this is not gonna help you. You know, and if anything, I just get frustrated enough to be like, forget it. We'll just shut Titanfall down. You know, right? You just gotta remember, it's yeah. an online connection required game. And if they look at it and go, there's just not enough people and they're just hacking us and ruining our other stuff. Fine. We'll just shut it off. You know, you just don't bite the hand that feeds you. In other words, there's better ways. Go to their forums, talk to them there, spread your concerns there. Um, But this is just ridiculous. Yeah. And, and we talked about this on actually the last show, because we briefly talked about this, I think, I think Rob said, Hey, did you hear yeah. about the, the hack or whatever? And I, I kind of said the same thing. It's like, Oh yeah, this is a, a great way to put, get your point across, make everybody work on a holiday a weekend and on a holiday. Like that's exactly what they want it to do. And when it comes to DDoS attacks, which is nothing to do with the developer, that's people right. doing it to them. And them always have to have anti-cheat because of hackers, because they really need to have that 4.0, you know, KD or whatever. I don't understand what fun they get out of causing just nothing but hatred, you know, in a game. I don't know why they get a kick out of cheating. Um, 
it doesn't make them immaturity gaming. It, I mean, it is, it's super immaturity. And then, you know, they're getting hacked like, Hey, you need to fix the hacking problem. It's like it, no, they don't. It's not their problem. You know, it, it would, you know, they can only do what they need to do, but these companies that are making these hacks are making money off them because people are buying them because they want to go through and be able to get 60 kills in a round because they think that's cool. <laughs> it's like, when this this stuff stops here, when they start suing and people get thrown into jail or cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars, because I can tell you, if a lawyer knocks on my door and says, "Hey, your kid is getting ready to get sued for a hundred thousand for cheating," my kid's never going to touch another console while he lives in my household, Dang and I'll creepy. smash it the one he has into a thousand pieces. I mean, that's that's how I would deal with it. You know, it's like that's when that stuff goes away, but. I mean, what guy for Warzone made a hack in Warzone made like four million dollars in a month selling a hack, and he of course got a cease and desist and and threatened to be sued by Activision. Which I'm not a big Activision fan, but I'm for them suing the crap out of them, and you know they have the money to do it. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was just I mean, I agree 100 what he says, and to be honest. If I was them, I would have just said Apex is going to be down for the day. But unfortunately, they lose. They're going to lose money, you know. But it's not. It's not Respawn's fault. It's the hackers' fault that did it. So. Exactly. <laughs> well, spe- <laughs> speaking of connected games, like. Uh, like what apex and Tenfall or whatever (laughs) yeah did you guys hear the news about the new assassin's creed that uh kind of came out via bloomberg i think yesterday or today no so apparently the next assassin's creed is going to be called assassin's creed infinity and it's going to be an online service kind of game similar to you know think Fortnite, and i think apex probably applies as well so they're going to be changing you know how the system works right it's not going to be just you know you you run this game and you kind of run it on your own thing right it's going to be online running off the servers you know like Fortnite, gta online and all those so We'll see what happens with that. The uh, was it Ubisoft? I think they did confirm the game, but didn't confirm the whole online portion. But supposedly, it's uh, you know the the folks of Bloomberg that kind of I don't say leaked, but that kind of uh, you know posted or wrote about this. You know they've had a history of you know getting stuff right. So it's. Uh, do you guys think this might be a trend with games going into the future, especially ones that are multiplayer like this, where you know, well, first of all, you won't be able to play it in a submarine, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's that's going to be maybe a contentious thing for some folks. But uh, do, do you guys think that this might become more of the norm for multiplayer games? I think so. I mean. 
everything's going connected. Everything's online. Everything is, yeah. and it's, it's not, it's not always a great experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially when Amazon web services goes down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then everything goes hey. down. Yep. They still got 90, they still got a ninety nine percent up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I so I know I know that GTA six is also talking about doing something basically online like this where the world will be ever changing, mm-hmm. like weekly, monthly, or whatever. Like it doesn't mean that GTA or Assassin's Creed are going to be battle royale games. Um, I don't see where No, yeah. I, 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 but, but Assassin's Creed's a little different. Like GTA, obviously, is going to have a single player story. We hope because that's what GTA is, and GTA Online would be the one where I think it'd be ever changing. I guess this, I guess the single player could go in there. I just don't see where Assassin's Creed games fa- fall into this online ever changing, other than you know, chapters one through three are month are in January. And then you subscribe and are they turning it into like a wow type? Like it's still single player, but it's, it's episodic and ever changing. Is that where they're trying to go? I I guess, I guess I would need to find out. It's very confusing to me. I can't, I can't see the vision of it. You know what I mean? So they're saying it's going to be a live service and it'll be a massive online platform that evolves over time. I, I so, I mean, so what does this mean? Could the world be changing? Because, you know, okay, we, we look at, you know, what kind of games do we have currently that have this kind of model, right? So, you know, we have Apex, Fortnite, most any other battle royale game, I think, is very those similar. Are just, uh, those are just maps, though. Those yeah. are just single maps that are evolving, right? You know, Assassin's Creed. Well, it's not as complex, are, right? But well, well, I what know about, Assassin's. Yeah. Well, what about Flight yeah. Simulator? That's kind of the same way, isn't it? Sure. So the whole sure. the whole globe that you're flying is all online, and they keep adding to it. Right. Yeah, they keep adding they keep detail. adding details to yeah. Like I mean, I could I could see that. Like so, Assassin's Creed. It, it here here's the way. Like for the Assassin's Creed one, the way I kind of I'm thinking here is like, are they doing this because Assassin's Creed games are going to get are going to be so big that um they just can't you know. It, it, a new game is going to release every six years because they have to put so much detail in them, you know, or so, so they're asking and making this like a live service game to where, okay, it's going to start out in this area, but then we're going to tack on the next country or think about Assassin's Creed, like every Assassin's Creed we've had, they've been all across the globe, right? They've been right. Greece, like they've been all over the place. So what happens if they start to stitch each Assassin's Creed game together? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and mm-hmm. all of a sudden that's how it works. Like, I guess I could see something like that, but the problem with all the games that we're rattling off is they're multiplayer games. And this is massively massive online, but Assassin's Creed games are single player games. 
that's the part where I get held up. Like that's the part where I'm struggling to see like how that's going to work. Or could it be something along the lines of instead of having, you know, kind of like a static storyline that gets patched as they add things, you know, is it going to be just never ending game? Yeah, basically. Right. Exactly. It's going to be never ending. And then you get like little scripted things that get added every week or month or some kind of schedule. Like, Hey, there's a new area over here that that's opening up. And then they have, they weave that into the story. Yeah. Maybe, 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 I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it's a country that, you know, where your side quest, instead of the game having a hundred side quests, it's like, well, this person's side quest here doesn't show up until three months later, like in the winter, because it's a winter side quest. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and instead of having to build all that in and like you playing the game 30 hours straight, you know, and all of a sudden you're in the winter area. It's like, no, you have to wait until winter for the person to show up. Yeah. Like, like, you know, real, your real winter time or, or something like that. Kind of like, um, what's the Nintendo game? Animal crossing. Like animal crossing is real time. Type oh yeah. Thing. I, I, I guess, I guess we'll know more about it, but it, it will be interesting. The amount of content and how much they can keep pumping out. Because if you watched like the, the world of FPS games or whatever they had with, uh, with apex guys and stuff. IGN had a thing for, for EA. Like it takes a year, a year for them to develop a new character. And it it takes them like a year and a half to build a new map. And it takes them six months to actually change or evolve an existing map. And, and that's with their pipeline that they have. So obviously they've been working in this pipeline for two years and that's how long it takes to do something in apex. That's why you have three month long seasons. Like they're, they're developing the stuff that's a year, year and a half out right now. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to find out like, how are they going to do this? How much content will they have? You know, how often will it change? So yeah, it is interesting. And, uh, they, they mentioned that both the Montreal and Quebec teams are going to be joining together on this. Oof. Okay. So, is I think it was um, what like one did like they each team works on like a new game, right? So like one did Origins, one did Odyssey, one did Valhalla. So they take turns. So they're they're going to be joining forces. Yeah, but doesn't. Ubisoft Montreal, like that's one of their main studios, right? Like, is it just a team at that studio? Because they have other games, yeah, other outside of Assassin's Creed. Well, it would probably so, be whatever folks are focused on Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah, not the whole studio. I, yeah, I just don't want it to turn into an Activision. I mean, Activision has what nine studios working on Call of Duty, the next oh, yeah. Call of Duty game. They they're building nothing other than Call of Duty right now. Mm. it's like so it's like geez i mean hopefully the game's good because they're putting all their eggs in one basket yeah so 
I mean, Ubisoft makes Tom Clancy games. So Ghost Recon, yeah. Splinter Cell, you know, are we not going to get any of these games for, well, who knows when we'll get a Splinter Cell, but are we not going to get another Tom Clancy game or any other Ubisoft game because everybody's working on a live service Assassin's Creed? Mm-hmm. Well, we're so. getting that new, uh, well, it used to be Quarantine. I forgot the new name for it. The Siege one. I, I yeah, can't even imagine. Six. Yeah, yeah, Rainbow Six. I can't even imagine how many developers that they have over there now. I mean, Ubisoft's huge. Thousands, yeah, it must be thousands. Oh yeah. Imagine that change control. Oh, <laughs> well, imagine the source control. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, of the yeah. source code. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, I check in and broke the build. We got forty-five check-ins a minute. Yeah, that'd be huge. It'd be like, hey, look at that. You see that button on the menu? I did that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't spent imagine three it. years. I've spent three years on it. I coded that button. I can't imagine the pipeline for that I, thing. Like here I am building CI C D processes just for, you know, a couple websites and GraphQL APIs and, and stuff like that. And these guys are <laughs> got like millions of lines of code. But they're also sleeping in the office prior to release. You're not. Yeah. At least I don't think you are. Uh, I have before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, that's where you call dibs on uh, under the conference room table. <laughs> yeah, actually, very true. Because mm-hmm. the conference rooms get dark. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Oh, cool. You get something else for us, right, Rob? Yeah, there's another one. Oh, we covered the Nickelback one. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought this was pretty sweet. Um, there's a Kickstarter that was launched recently. I think it was out of Australia. Not that that matters because you can pledge to it from anywhere, really. But uh, it's, it's something called X Screen. So if you have a Series X, Right, so that's the the smaller console, not not S. the series, not the S. S. Did I say X? I meant S. S. If you have the series S, and I was just gonna say that's the smaller one, not the big X right. one. Um, what this is is it's a screen that snaps onto the back of it, and it gives you how big is the screen on this thing. It's what about ten inches, maybe? I can't find the screen size anywhere. But uh, what it is, so it's a screen that folds over on top of it for easy carrying. You know, think like a laptop, sort of. And uh, it allows you to play your Xbox basically wherever, right? You just take it with you. You plug it in somewhere. You flip up the screen, turn it on. And uh, you're off to the races. It comes with a bunch of different latches because, again, it plugs into the back of the unit and then the screen folds over the top. And the coolest thing of it is that uh, it apparently doesn't need power. So somehow it's powered, I'm, I'm guessing, off of USB or maybe, I don't think HDMI 
really it's out off a of us it's off a of usb yeah there's a usb and the hdmi plug on the back okay side by side yeah so it gets enough so. juice to do the screen off of the uh usb then it's, it's 11.6 1080p 60 hertz yes so it's full hd screen 60 hertz and uh looks like it's pretty light so it's 24 ounces. So that's like a pound and a half in addition to the Xbox. And was it like 189 bucks, I think, US? Or 194 for the early bird version. And um, it, it's pretty cool. Check it out. It's called X Screen. Yeah. Even though maybe it should be S Screen. It's for the Series S. Maybe that's more apt, but we won't nitpick it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really like that, like, no cabling, because that was my first thought. I'm like, how does this thing cable into it? Right. And uh, they they did it very elegantly. So if you want to do your traveling thing, like, you know, Mark, like you used to back before the craziness. Yeah the past year you know you can just throw your series s in your bag and off you go yeah it's, it's a nice idea i like it mm-hmm. yeah i was immediately thinking i'm like well how could they adapt this to the series x but size not very portable <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of heavy it's not very portable it's too cubish rectangular. Yeah, it'd be four inches <laughs> four inch square screen <laughs> But it'll be a really nice widescreen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. It'd be like <laughs> play it on the side, but wouldn't be very four tall. By thir- yeah, four by thirty-three. <laughs> it's got to wrap around twice. It's got to wrap yeah. around the corner. <laughs> Foldable yeah. screens, man. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's yeah. Yeah, it's, fold along very, the top and the front. Yeah, that one's very clever. I mean, it's definitely for travel. I mean, ease of travel. Definitely only been doing 1080 at 60. I mean, a lot of those games that have performance boost and stuff, they probably run at 1080 or 1440 at 144 so, or 120. But, you know, you're you're taking some hits. But the whole point is, like, no, you use this because you're willing to take the hit while you're traveling. So. And they're already, they're already funded and... Let's see, the Kickstarter goal ends August 6th. So it's going to be out for another 28 days. And uh, based on them having a $9,000 goal, I'm guessing this is just one of those things to get publicity, to get interest. So I, I would yeah. expect this thing probably is already in manufacturing or something. Yes. So I imagine the, the startup's probably to patent um and to to get it you know ordering of your manufacturing and stuff like that because then you know they're going to sell them yep you know like with their normal your normal money because a lot of those things were like oh donate a dollar or stuff like that it's probably just getting off the ground money yeah so but that's cool yeah all right so anything else do you guys want to discuss today no no, I don't have anything. And uh, we just did a show that 
we actually just got published right? <laughs> since we were starting this one. So we got two. We already did what's coming out this week. Um, so I think we can just go ahead and close it out for this week, and we'll be back next week um, uh, on our normal time, just like this week. But uh, unless you guys had anything else to cover. I'm good. Nope. All right. Well, then I'm Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'm Brun, BJ Swig33. Have a good night.